This is Nerd's Eye View, episode 238. For the 18th of August, I'm Jordan, and you're Andrew. Yes, I am. Welcome, Andrew. Hi. Uh, I should be welcoming you, right? Doesn't that make more sense? Does it? Well, we record at my place. Right. Oh, yeah. In that way, yes. You definitely should be. But I feel like, you know, (laughs) we've got our British... uh, dude who like gives us missions and stuff so uh-huh. it's like a it's like a tough partnership we have going on like we co-host this together but we've never really liked each you know we just respect each other's work okay cowboy <laughs> uh, yeah we're reviewing man from uncle the man from uncle the man from uncle i keep calling it man from uncle but it should um, be the men from uncle right right let's get to or the people from uncle the i don't know let's, the uncle people uncle people yeah sure all the uncles? Uh-huh. The not creepy uncle? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Which does stand for something. I know. It, I can't remember what, what it was. It, it flashed it up on the screen in uh-huh. stylish Russian red, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's like United Nations interpersonal. I don't know. There's like, the, the C is like cop or something. Like they're police. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, there's a police word in there somewhere. Yeah. They're official. That's whatever they are. They're official. They're official. Yeah. Yep. We'll get to that in our review. Of course. Of course. Uh, but before that, we'll have our box office, our new releases. Uh, then the review, then I guess the ending. Oh, and dis- the discussion's at the end. Oh, and then we, the discussion. We might get to what Uncle means the in the discussion. Maybe. Uh, if I do a little bit of research. I don't know. I don't really feel like using my computer, though. So we'll see. <laughs> As you sit in front of it. I, I, I just, it feels comfortable there, you know? <laughs> It just, it feels at home. Like mm. my phone over here, like if that wasn't here, we'd have some problems. Mm. I couldn't focus. No. I have that, uh, what's it called? That anxiety of like being away from technology. That's a thing now? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like an yeah. actual word for it. Well. Um, of just, and, and an interesting thing was uh, they did a whole bunch of tests and they're like, no, yeah, people are really, they freak out if it's not nearby. But do you want to, they broke down what they did for the test. Do you want to hear? What? They made it ring while someone was so they had a control group where mm-hmm. it was people doing different tasks and like doing like word puzzles and stuff mm-hmm. in a silent room with their phone away from them mm-hmm. and then in the other group the phone would ring mm-hmm. and have text message sounds mm-hmm. and those people did worse on all their activities because they were thinking about their phone yeah they right? were distracted but i also think that if someone was sitting in that room and going, hey, what are you doing? Help. Hey, can you help me? Can you talk to me? And you're like trying to do something. Yeah. It would also make you do worse. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's not a technology thing. I think that's just uh, an attention thing that mm. we can't focus. But, you know, whatever. That's know. not what our show's about. No. I think, uh, But I do want to say uh, that's not what the show's about. But I think it would be more interesting if there was a test where if, if, um, like, if people didn't even know that was what the test was, but if they were in a room... And there was a uh, like a control person who like their phone rang on purpose mm-hmm. or a text message noise like and they ignored it and then to see if the other person checks their phone it's like the yawning thing yeah right right to it's see if because it... I've had it where other people's phones make a noise and, and then something in my brain says I should check my phone yeah even me though too. it's not my phone noise it happens whenever I'm in like a waiting room or something mm-hmm. someone's phone will go off and everyone takes out their phone to check mm-hmm. even though we all know we, we know don't what have our to noise say, yeah. yeah we know what the ringtone is we don't mm-hmm. all have the same ringtone. Um, but yeah, that'd be more interesting. Yeah. Anyway, thank uh, you're welcome, scientists. Yep. Get to it. Yeah, uh, we won't 
you can do it. We won't sue or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just want our names in the medical journal yep. when it gets published. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> but let's start the box office. You, you said those. Oh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Count me down. I am a number 10 right now. <laughs> Train wreck, which uh, you might be if you were in the band number nine. Ricky and the Flash, and she moves as fast as number eight. Minions, when they're on their way to number seven. Vacation, which you shouldn't take. You should just go see number six. <laughs> Ant-Man, who doesn't have a number five. The Gift, and you definitely won't get one of those from number four, and I love it when the number matches. Fantastic Four, which did worse than number three. The Man from Uncle, and maybe they're a double agent with number two. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, from number one. Straight out of Compton. There it is. What do you think about, um, before we even talk about movies, what do you, what do you think about this thing going on, The this kind of this... Uh, we live in a, in a, here we go. We live in a meme culture now. Right. And so there's this weird, oh, like all over social media. I've been seeing it. Yeah. People, and I, th- I think it's an official app or something that you mm-hmm. can use to make it where it's straight out of, you can put whatever, word whatever you, you want. want. Um, but like, that's right. Is that bad? Good. It's just where, where weird. Are where are we landing on that? It, it becomes like, because it, it really, it's a, it's a, it's a purposely created meme, right? Like obviously this came out in maybe an advertisement for this movie mm-hmm. and then they're like oh let's put this app out and then everyone can make their own version I think it's from beats by dre which makes right, sense right so like that just feels like it's it, it reminds me of when i'm watching a show or something that's live and they're like make sure to hashtag with this on twitter and mm-hmm. when you're talking about this and it's just like no, if people are going to talk about it, they're going to talk about it. You telling us to talk about it mm. isn't going to work, and it just feels manufactured and fake. And I've seen so many of these pictures now that I'm just like, oh, they're stupid. Like, yeah. I don't care anymore. I kind of pass them by now. I'm yeah. Like, I don't even want to see They're not it. interesting. Straight out of who cares? <laughs> yeah. Straight out of, no, I'm over it. But uh, regardless, that movie made so much money. So much money. It might as well have been a Marvel movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> it made a 56.1 million dollars on opening weekend yep that's that's uh i mean n- not that it's a surprise but fantastic four in two weeks couldn't make that much money nope uh good crazy right crazy it's good well i mean having been the sole person on the show who's actually seen it i mm. i think the movie has a lot of appeal it's it's uh it covers a lot of bases it's not just you know a, bi- uh, a biography or a documentary or a it's it's all of the above mm-hmm. you know it it talks about a time period um talks about a group of people talks about society and it does it very well it's a beautifully made movie so of course you know people are going to see it and talk about it and it's it's also about a group of people that you know did a lot so there's already a huge fan base you know, for that group in particular and then for their work afterwards. So that's where I think all the money comes from. Every single person in this movie is a name that someone knows, mm-hmm. If you, especially if you live in California. Well, the crazy thing, what I thought was really interesting, all the advertising for the film, normally on a poster you get the names of the actors who are in the film, mm-hmm. but on all the posters for Straight Outta Compton, it's the names of the, the four people. main characters. Yeah. yeah. Of, because what are they these called? Are NWA? NWA. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, this is, I don't know, music. And okay. specifically, I don't know, r- rap? Is that what it is? Yeah, Hip-hop? yeah. You know, they did this thing in the last 20 years, Andrew. You might want to check it out. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Where are all the violins? Yeah, I know. It's it's tough for. There's for no you. tubas. Um, no. Trumpets. Trombones. I don't think you understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to explain it to what's, you. What's music? Uh, I just want to pat you on the head. Anyway, so uh, so I don't really know if it's you know the speaking to the quality of the film. I mean, we'll get into it in our review. Man from Uncle is number three, right? Uh, behind another spy movie, which well, my goodness, yeah. I mean, thank you mm-hmm. to whoever I got to thank for all these spy movies coming out this year, right? I remember you talking about that uh, earlier. Like, oh man, we're we got all these Kingsman, spy movies. we got Spee, uh-huh. we got Mission Impossible, and now Man from Uncle. And then later this year we'll have Spectre. Spectre. Oh, man, Lord. it's quite a year for spy movies. This is a good, this is a good year. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, yeah. And then I want to thank Fantastic Four for being number four today. Yes, that worked out. I like when that happens. Perfectly. When Mission uh, Impossible drops to five, I'll be happy, even though it doesn't say it's number five. It, I know it is, in my it, heart. It'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yep. It might skip five. It might go from two to six, and then I'll be sad. Yeah, me too. But I think people will keep seeing it, because mm-hmm. it is... Uh, I mean, we reviewed it. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And people should see it. Now, uh, when I was confirming, because I, I didn't really, uh, straight out of Compton made so much money that I thought something must be wrong here. So I had to double check it. Mm-hmm. And then I happened upon, uh, you know, Box Office Mojo as the list of every movie that made the most money ever or whatever. Yeah. I didn't realize how high up Minion wa- Minions is like worldwide. It's like the 31st. 31 yeah. on the list of I'm, top box office. I mean, things. it's been out six weeks and it's already made over 300 million just domestically. in the US. Yeah. Yeah. So that's weird. That's crazy. Because it's a fucking. All right. It's a. I saw it. No, I saw it too. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. But here's it's the other funny. thing. Like, worldwide, it's making money because they speak gibberish. Right. So There's translation no, issues, very minimal because right. it's just. It's, it's less dialogue to translate. Because there's a lot of time where it's just them in the scene mm-hmm. and you don't need any text up there because they speak. Like, it's weird. It's like an amalgamation of all these different... Mm. Because it, phonically, it takes a lot from Italian and a lot of well, the guy languages. Who, the guy who's the voice of the Minions is French. Ah, mm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good film. Yep. And Ricky and the Flash. <laughs> anyway, Meryl Streep. You'll yep. come back around. I, I believe in you. Yep, we all do. If you don't want to see any of those films, if you want to stay at home, Let's, we'll tell you what's out and what's worth it. Uh, new releases on DVD and Blu-ray, I got nothing. Nothing? There was a film that I'd never heard of starring Nicole Kidman called Strangerland. I'll mention it now, but it's not, it didn't make the list. Yeah, right? You're going to look it up, but it's not going to be worth it. You're going to be like, what is this? Oh, never mind. It's not worth it. <laughs> Here we go. Jordan's looking. It's, it's Australian people. She's hmm. playing an Aussie. Which she is. That's interesting. So moving right on. She looks completely normal in the picture here. Mm-hmm. Moving on. On DVD only. We have a film called Burn Witch Burn. Oh, Hugo Weaving's in this. Yeah. In and Joseph Fiennes? Yeah, it's, it's Australian people. Oh, I'm going to have to see this. All right. Okay. DVD only. This is our game begins. Burn Witch Burn. All right. Click on it. I'm opening it. It's taking its time. Uh, uh, for, for for clarification, there's an exclamation point at the end. Oh, yes. So uh, it's burn, which burn. Mm-hmm. Like it's an angry. Yep. Okay. So what, let me see what I can give you. 
because there's a lot going Whatever you're going to tell me is not going to matter because I already have it in my head what I'm going to say. Okay. D- do you... I'll just tell you it's it's a... Give it all to me because I'm... Yeah, know. right? Well, the actors aren't very well known and there's no, s- there's no text I don't or need whatever. To know. I don't need to know the But answer. it's from 1962 and it's a horror film. Okay. So this is a movie. Uh, it starts off as like a jilted... Uh, Jilted lover thing, guys all pissed off. Uh, they're like greasers or whatever, and um, uh, he ends up uh, going out with his gang, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna show her what's what," and you know, because she ends up, uh, you know, sleeping with somebody else, and he gets all upset, and he goes to attack the other dude, and she shows up and just freaking like uh, uses a bunch of magic on them and messes them all up, and it's about uh, how this uh, greaser gang kind of rallies this small town together to take down this witch. And uh, how she ends up terrorizing the whole town and taking out the gang and, you know. But that's what they chant as they're walking up and down the streets with their pitchforks. All right. I like your description. Yeah. Uh, But here's what it really is. A British professor ties his success to his wife's black magic and destroys her voodoo kit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yours is a little better. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. That sounds boring. (laughs) All right, we're going to play again, because new on Blu-ray, here we go, a film called The Couch Trip. Interesting. This one I'll be able to give you more information, because the leads, I think, are better known. All right, The Couch Trip, you're going to guess what it's about. It's a 1988 film, film from 1988, and it's starring Dan Aykroyd and Walter Matthau. Hmm. I'll even give it, uh, Charles Grodin is third build. I don't know if you know him from anything, but. Nope, I but I already like have it in my head. I'm ready. <laughs> this is a 88 follow-up to Trading Places <laughs> where they all become destitute. They all lose their money. And it's just about them uh, resting on the laurels of their wealthy friends and, and going from couch to couch and the kind of the misadventures they have while they try and uh, find, you know, how to live life without any money. And, um, you know, how they find what real happiness is and how it doesn't have anything to do with how much is in your wallet. All right. Here's the real thing. It is a comedy. Uh, The description, an escaped mental patient plays psychiatrist and fills in for a Los Angeles radio therapist. Mm. And it's Dan Aykroyd. The cover is, he's in a... Uh, I might have seen this in the middle of the night. He's in a, um, what do you call it? Straight jacket. Mm-hmm. And it appears that Walter Matthau and a lady are also attached to the straight jacket. Oh. Okay. Oh, I know who Walter Matthau is. <laughs> <coughs> hey, you got a problem? Yeah. Also on Blu-ray, <laughs> a film called The Hunger... Uh, game? Which, which I included because it stars David Bowie. Is it a Hunger Game? No, he's a vampire. Oh, I've seen that. You have? Uh-huh. That's a little surprising. Well, it's David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Talking about surprising things you may or may not have seen. Oh. In TVD, we're going to play our other game that we play in this section where I try and guess whether or not Jordan has seen this show. On TVD... Uh, coming out this week, we have The Blacklist, the complete second season. You have seen that, Jordan. 100%. I love that show. <laughs> you know what? I kind of love it, too. It's really good. I don't watch all of it, mm-hmm. but the parts that I see, I kind of enjoy. Oh, they're, they're, it, it's uh, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. Like it's, mm. it's more fun than it should be because it's all hokey 
spy it's dumb very stuff. hokey mm-hmm. i could do without the whole like who's my dad thing like mm-hmm. that's kind of like come on oh it it totally got resolved in the last season oh good like i know why she has amnesia and everything mm-hmm. and it's really good it actually has a good resolution is that her brother we're not talking about a show that i don't even watch like the, the weird guy who fought i saw an episode where he was like fighting with russians or something no that's her ex-husband oh okay i didn't know what he was there was a scene like an episode ended and he was like hiding out with her and she had to not tell the fbi red reddington yeah (laughs) that's his name Uh uh-huh oh i love him by the way he's he's james spader he's he's so committed but he's so committed to a role that is just anyone who is less committed to that role it would just be cheesy and dumb Mm -hmm. but he's just Look, I've told you this before, I think, uh, and especially now that the following is canceled, mm-hmm. we need to just migrate Kevin Bacon's character onto the blacklist. Yes. We can, the crossover can be that he's on the list or for, who cares? It doesn't, right? There's a list, right? Mm-hmm. There's a or real... he could just work for Raymond Reddington yeah. and help be like the undercover guy that... Uh... No, but he needs to be the same character. Yeah, of course. He needs to be, what was his name? Ryan? No. Yeah. Something Ryan? Was Ryan a last name or a first name? I think Ryan was his first name. Uh, Ryan Harding. Ryan Harding or Hardy? Hardy. Yeah. He invented Carl's Jr. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So please, Hollywood, hear us out. The following, it's canceled, but you can I'm, save that Kevin Bacon character and just toss it onto the blacklist. Ryan Hardy. And uh, I definitely think uh, those those two shows exist in the same universe, definitely. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's my dream. Yeah. I think their tone is close enough that they can get away with oh, it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just want a scene where Kevin Bacon and James Spader have to face off as like, they're the top of their... What, what they do. Yeah. Yep. Like Kevin Bacon, like, I eat guys like you for breakfast. <clears throat> That'd be good stuff. Yep. He eats them with his bacon and eggs. Really? <laughs> you had to get <laughs> the easiest, dumbest joke possible? I couldn't leave it there. All right. All right. uh, The final TVD entry, and I know the answer to this one, too. Once Upon a Time, the complete fourth season. You have not watched that. I have watched a couple episodes, and that's the reason why I don't like it. regular. No, I'm not a regular, but I watched enough to know. Did you watch any of the fourth season? No. You don't even think so, yeah. I watched, like, the first season. Uh Uh-huh. It's just trash. Yeah, it's not great. It's just... It's getting worse, like, very quickly. It's getting worse? Yeah. I didn't even think that was possible. Oh, boy. Wow. They're going to find a way to shoehorn in... um, Merida from Brave, oh, and that doesn't God. even make any. That no. doesn't make any no, goddamn sense. No, nope. they've completely given up on like the fairy tale angle, and they're just like, yeah, just whatever Disney thing we can tie in, throwing it in there. Check it out, Finding Nemo next season. It could. It was such a good idea too, because it was just like it was a fables esque thing. Did I tell you I started reading fables and I love it? Oh, fables is amazing. <laughs> like, what what is wrong with me that I was even watching this show? Fables is so good. That's the thing is like everyone who's read Fables sees that show and goes, oh, this is stupid Mm -hmm. because Fables is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You should play the games, the Telltale games. Well, I I think I should read it. Do do I need to read it before I play them? No, because it's a prequel to the Oh, it's before it even. Uh Ooh. Yeah. That's very interesting. Right. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Because isn't Fables like done? Yeah, it is But there's like 20 volumes. Right. It's huge. That, that has been Comic Talk. Yeah. With Andrew we Gordon. sneak it in there sometimes. We've got to do more crossovers with uh, Comic Nerd Unite. We do. We should try and do a like a huge crossover between all the shows when Star Wars comes out. Yes, we should. <laughs> a mega cast, like ev- as everyone, they call it. Everyone has something to say. 
because we even have a you know on the Benview Network Star Wars Nerds Unite. Mm-hmm. That's a whole podcast about Star Wars. Let's do it. Uh, sure. Look, call your people and have them set. I'll up. have my people call their people, mm-hmm. and then their people will call the other people, mm-hmm. and then all the people will call us again. Yep, and that's good because I don't have any people. Oh, okay. To make any calls, so I'll just wait. I'll get you a people. Are you get me a people. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice of you. That's an acronym, by the way. I know. It stands for a uh, person. No. no. Exiting <laughs> out personal. Linguistic. Oh, there you go. Uh, existentialism. Don't worry gonna, about I it. I was going to say exchanges. Nope. Existentialism. <laughs> I think exchanges is better because it's someone who talks to somebody else for you. Uh-huh. That's the only word that makes sense out of all Linguistic that. exchanges. Uh-huh. Someone who talks to other people for you. All right. Like, I tried to make it make sense. I didn't want it to make sense. Obviously not. Look, Acronyms don't always make sense. They're not, they're not supposed to, obviously. Except when they're uncle. Which, we're, oh, so go to your local video store. <laughs> I didn't say that part yet. <laughs> For all those things that we mentioned, which wasn't much. Right. I've only personally seen one of those five things that I mentioned. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I wouldn't recommend it. Sorry, once upon a time, you're not worth it anymore. Blacklist is great, though. Watch that if it's on Netflix or whatever. I think Blacklist is like on the same level, though. Like of what? Once upon a time? How corny it is! What? He's like has a list and he does things like. Oh, it's fantastic! No, it all comes together in the last season. You find out why he has the list. <laughs> There's an origin to the list. Uh huh. Okay, I guess that's all right. And we can talk about it off air if we don't want spoilers. I mean, I don't. We don't need to put people through that. We've already talked enough. Well, I could do it in two sentences. Explain the whole thing. Because he's a a, a devil. What? Do you want me to or not? Sure. Okay. So the whole reason he comes out of hiding and it has this list uh-huh. is because she was the daughter of a Russian crime lord and accidentally killed her own father. So he made her have amnesia so she wouldn't grow up with the trauma of having killed her own dad. Forced amnesia, really. <laughs> and um, But the problem was is when he did that, he didn't know at the time that she knew where her father's like secret list of all of his partners was. Mm. So he's been trying to find that the whole time. And then she becomes an FBI agent. Mm. And because of that higher, you know, status in the government, Mm -hmm. he knows that her name's going to start coming up for all the people that he's been hiding her from. Mm. So he comes out to protect her. And then also to see if she knows where that list is, because it's the only thing that can protect both of them. Mm -hmm. All right. Isn't that good? Yeah. But the forced amnesia is a little much. Yeah, yeah. That happens all the time on Once Upon a Time. Just, oh. just so you know. That's a, yeah, that's but at least there's thing. no freaking magic. Especially in the fourth season. That was, a, that was a big thing where one of the main characters was like, I don't remember this person at all. And it's like, I know you. That just sounds... I raised you. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, at least it's Also like frozen. That. Let it go. <laughs> it was really no. dumb. No. It, it all good. tied together, though, at the end, I'm Jordan. Good. No, I'm good. It all tied together. I don't believe you. <laughs> I refuse to believe you. I'd rather have forced amnesia. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna review the man, the man from, from Uncle. Uncle. Right after this. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy, and I'm Phil Vecchio, and we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast, like what, like toys and movies and video games and books and other stuff. Poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about poo. And you, if, you, if that sounds cool to you and we talk about it every week, go to RadioBrendo.com or go to our page on BenviewNetwork.com. And, yeah, thanks a lot. 
are they still following us? Yes. Is there one of them? Hmm? Is he looking at us? Hmm? Does he have just one hand on the steering wheel? Mm-hmm. When you hear something that sounds like a gunshot, drive. Done. We recently discovered the existence of an international criminal organization with ties to former Nazis. Rumor has it they built an atom bomb. We have no choice but to work together to infiltrate this organization. We'll leave you two to get acquainted. Napoleon Solo, the CIA's most effective agent. Ilya Kuryaki. KGB, the youngest man to join in their best within three years. America is teaming up with Russia. Things could get a little messy. The thing is, I work better alone. I work better alone too. Okay, I'll let you tag along. How did you get the invitation to my party? I stole it. So you're a thief. You hope you wear a mask. Sometimes. Just never when I'm stealing things. Not very good at this whole subtly thing, are you? It'll be like this for 20 minutes. Can't touch. Don't make me put you over my knee. So you want to wrestle? I did not say that. Shall we? Special agent, you're not having a very special day, are you? Do uh, these belong to you or to me? The Man from Uncle. Ooh. Directed by Guy Ritchie. Yep. Based on the TV show. Right. Yeah, he's in an interesting place where he's just kind of taking other people's work and modernizing it with his own spin. Mm. Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw um, Tom wrote a post on his website. Really? Uh, where he's he was upset that Guy Ritchie keeps saying he's going to make the sequel to Rock and Rolla. I've been waiting for it. And he's not. He keeps making all these crazy things. Yeah, it's really annoying because I really enjoyed that movie. I know a lot of people didn't. Well, no, I think more people on your side. I'm one of the. I think I'm one of the few who didn't like Rock and Rolla. Yeah. So. And it's such an interesting film, and it's got so many moving parts that the sequel would be something interesting mm-hmm. something uh like quite unlike what we what we have in most movies and his vision was so interesting for that world mm-hmm. um that i've been waiting for a sequel but he's i mean what, what was the next one king arthur yeah he's doing a he's doing a king arthur <laughs> right right i forgot about that <laughs> yeah yeah with charlie hunnam oh my goodness is that is that guy good? Like I don't I don't know. I never watched Sons of Anarchy. Oh no, he's fantastic. Like I liked Pacific Rim, but it wasn't like tied to him in any way. Mm-hmm. It was like he's there. Okay. He's really good in Son of An- Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Uh he looks like he's going to be good in Crimson Peak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Crimson Peak is just going to be good. Oh. I think you could put you could put anyone in that. I've seen that out. trailer 3 times this weekend. Mhm. In front of every movie that I've watched this weekend. I haven't seen that trailer at all. What are you what? doing? What? Where are you going? At Long Beach Town Center. 
Maybe I, that's why I went there every day this uh, every week every day this weekend. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like near everything mm-hmm. that I wanted to do this whole weekend. Anyway, Man yeah. from Uncle. Mm-hmm. It's a film that we're going to talk about today, uh, starring Henry Cavill. Yep, Superman himself. Superman. As some, what's his name? Han, Han Solo? Napoleon <laughs> Solo. Sure. Army Hammer. He's Ilya Roshanovich or something. Yeah, some, a Russian name. Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. who, or Vikander, who we enjoyed in Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. And here, super different, of course. <laughs> Completely different. And, and super great. Uh, Her accent was a little all over the place, but um, she was good. Mm-hmm. Well, she's not, she's playing a German and she's not German. Mm-hmm. So, yep. She's having a little drumble there. But, uh, and some other, like, uh, uh, not, not big names. And I wouldn't even call them, like, you know, that guys, but, like, they're very good. Like, the, um, the uncle, the uncle, the titular uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought he was great. That actor. Oh, the one in the final scene? No, that, well, I mean, when, when like, he calls he, himself uncle? Because there's an actual uncle. What are you talking about? At the very we're last gonna scene. Until, we're going to have to wait until discussion yeah, for that. No, at the very last scene. No, I'm talking about the Gabby's uncle. Oh, Gabby's uncle. The real uncle. The real uncle. Yeah, no, he's good. I didn't. I don't even know who that actor is, but I was like, oh, this is really, he's doing really good here. This is an interesting film, right? It's a 1960s set spy story. Mm-hmm. So they don't have, they're not all doing Wi-Fi, Bluetooth uh, you know, satellite there, shit. Yeah, there, there are gadgets, but it's like it's, of the era gadgets. It's of the era, yeah. It's, um, they have like uh, bugs, mm-hmm. but they're like kind of big. They're huge. Yeah. <laughs> they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they have, uh, they have all kinds of stuff, but it's just all low tech because that's, that's the time that it comes from. Uh, so that makes it fun, I think, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way very different from something like the Mission Impossible films or even, right. I believe the, uh, the director or someone said, uh, that they, they wanted to keep the time period to even keep it separate from things like the Bourne movies. Like they wanted right. to make an old feeling spy spy adventure story, uh, which I can really appreciate. I love it. It comes through really well. Um, and I think unlike other films that we've had problems with this year uh, in regards to accents, mm-hmm. uh, it all felt like good. The Army Hammer did a great job. It was. An, I kind of forgot. I kept going like, "Yeah, he's he's doing really. He's so good as a Russian. Like I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. Like if I didn't know that that was an actor, if that guy just walked up on the street, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a Russian guy.' Because he kind of has like the mannerisms down as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Uh, what you would imagine a a Russian spy would be like. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 like a natural accent. It's not it's not forced. Yeah, it's not exaggerated. Mm-hmm. I believe I heard from a talk show he was on that he he learned some of it from YouTube. He found Russians on YouTube. Nice. Uh, and, you know, as much as I think I'm not going to like Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. Henry Cavill is good. Oh, he's really great. Like, I think if he just never plays Superman again, I think I can forgive him. But that's not going to happen. Right. And that's the other thing, too, is like, they they make such a big deal about Army Hammer being this, like, huge, muscular guy. Mm-hmm. And while he is taller than Henry Cavill... Uh, like it's just hard not to see how buff mm-hmm. Superman is. Mm-hmm. Like he's just he's way bigger than anyone in the sixties would be. <laughs> like he's barely fitting in those suits. Yeah. And it's really funny. Uh 
but yeah so this this story is in a way it's actually um like a kind of origin story for the tv show right because from what i read the tv show just kind of is like yeah the, there's here's two guys they work together mm-hmm. that's the and it just kind of goes from there it's called you know uncle that's the what they're called mm-hmm. um but this one sets up why a russian agent and american agent have to work together yep and you know how they they at first of course don't get along and then they have to figure out how to get along and right right yeah and uh that's really interesting like it's really fun because they're they're always you know that they're always reporting back to their home office even if they have to work together they've got to you know stay true to what their original spy agency is telling them to do mm-hmm. and that even comes up in a like in a I don't want to say too much but it comes up in a like a f- almost final sequence right where they're getting new reports and it's kind of like yeah but remember you still work for us yeah like you, we, you're you're not supposed to care about that other guy yeah. even though they've they've now bonded mm-hmm. uh, they've been working together uh-huh. good stuff mm-hmm. it's a good movie i don't know what else to say man it's uh there's a lot going on so united network command for law and enforcement law that's the l law and enforcement law enforcement that's a stretch, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty good. United. Uh, it says network. I would rather say United National Command for l- law enforcement. I like enforcement. network. Because it's not about nations. Oh, yeah. Because they are a group that they may be made up of a bunch of different nations' mm-hmm. spies, but they are their own thing. Mm-hmm. That works. Cool. Yeah. and uh, It's a, just a fun movie. It's It's very fun. Uh, and, uh, so we, we talked a little bit, Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. uh, and she holds her own here oh, and she's, she's very important. Mm-hmm. She's not just like, Oh, here's the lady. It's like, she matters, Yep. which is, you know, it's not hard to do. Like, I'm not giving this film an award for here. You made a woman important. Thank you. Uh-huh. Like it's something that should be in most films at least, mm-hmm. unless it's like the point is that it's about men or something. Right. Yeah. Like it just, it just, it, it's it's good it's just good to see it handles her character very well Mm -hmm. and even the same with um kind of the villain Mm -hmm. is the main villain i would say is female right even though it's a couple right Mm -hmm. but i'd say she's the power player yeah she's more than him Mm -hmm. the the one who holds the cards right so it's 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 great it's a lot of fun too Mm because it's the 60s so they're doing a lot of they do a little bit of globe trotting yeah and i gotta say like henry cavill like while he's a physical presence and it's hard to ignore that, like he is charming. He charms the pants off the whole movie. Like mm-hmm. his, his witty comebacks are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. The whole film. Well, and it's, it's kind of fun because his origin is, is as a thief. Right. Which, which, uh, that's his origin or not him, but there's a show called covert affairs on USA, oh. which he's an art thief. Uh-huh. And now he works for the FBI. Mm-hmm. And in this, it, He's a thief, and now he works for are the you talking about, government. Wait, are you talking about White Collar? Yes. Okay. Sorry, COVID affairs is another one. I'm that sorry. They're a, all so similar. They are very similar. Uh, White Collar, yeah. And the funny thing is, is um, the main actor in that, he auditioned for Superman mm-hmm. as well. Well, they kind of look similar. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I think that's a fun detail. Like, that's the kind of thing. And then the same with um, Army Hammer's character. Like, it's, it's not like it's the most important thing about his character, but he has anger issues. Big time. And that, that keeps coming up. That's, it's, it's just a, a detail about his character that is as important as anything else about mm-hmm. him. So I, I always think that's good when characters are interesting or they have 
they have traits that don't necessarily always help them. Yeah. A lot of times when people write characters, they're like, oh, and he's the best swordsman. Right. And it's like, oh, well, that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting if like he's a great fighter and he gets mad about anything. Yeah. Like that's Or he's got a bit of a drinking problem. So he may be an amazing fighter, but yeah. if you've got him but you know after 6 p.m it might be an issue after 6 p.m <laughs> please after four <laughs> but you see what i mean yeah like yeah the, all the characters here are very interesting and they have depth mm. which is not always the case even in no. films like this even in like i I'm, i don't want to call out mission impossible but e- even in mission impossible sometimes those characters are very like that's eh, just whatever yeah i mean he's the physical manifestation of destiny of destiny <laughs> like please come that, on that one's pretty great like we love the character. We don't you don't need to say weird shit. <laughs> look, look, if anyone but Alec Baldwin had said that statement, it would have sounded super <laughs> dumb. But he just he chews it up and spits yeah. it out on screen. Go go back to our review like t- two episodes ago. Right. It's good stuff. Uh yeah, I really enjoyed this film. Me as well. Definitely uh, go see it. And I don't wanna I mean we'll I think we'll talk more in the discussion, but they they leave it open for sequels, mm-hmm. which I'd be happy. Even if Guy Ritchie didn't do the sequels, oh yeah, because I think else. he's you know he's got he's pre- he's busy. Turn this into a Bond type thing. Turn, turn this into anything, right? Keep it going. Because I love the where it where it ends. Um, it's just a great starting place for mm. interesting stuff. Yeah. So, definitely, and uh, I think I want to put this for. I know we're reviewing this film right now. I'd mm. like to put it forth that at the end, maybe after Spectre, mm-hmm. if there's no other spy films on the horizon, mm-hmm. we should have a little episode where we talk about all the different spy movies that came out this year we'll make and how all, they compare. Like, I'm going to make a lot of charts. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to pull out, we're going to tease out that's all the, the various things that they share. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm super in. Yeah. All right. Uh, so all go right. see it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, go see it. I think, I mean, even though it opened at number three, it opened uh, against something that I think was a, a big earner, mm-hmm. the, um, straight out of Compton, Yep. Uh, which also I think had better advertising. I saw a lot more advertisements for that Definitely. than Man, Man From Uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I think Guy Ritchie is, uh, like, he's kind of figuring out in this vein, like, what he's really good at. Right. Because with Sherlock Holmes, those his two Sherlock Holmes films, the first one was way better than the second one. But right, right. at the same time, I think he was doing what he likes to do, but with Sherlock Holmes. And I think it fits much better in this world than in the Sherlock Holmes world. Yes. Where you have a mystery, but you also have people who like to fight, and you can have, like, slick action scenes. And, like, interest, like very different. There's one action scene. It's you, just a montage. That Well, no, there's one where it's most of the action scene is a character eating a sandwich. Yeah. And it's hilarious mm-hmm. and, and interesting. Yep. Like, it's not boring at all. Mm-hmm. So it's really something that I think Guy Ritchie is getting the hang of. And I hope, I'm a little bit, that makes me a little bit worried about the Arthur film, the King Arthur film, because I don't know if he can... The visual style he has in this film, which fits perfectly, will not mm. make any sense in a period yeah. piece like that. And I don't know if he could handle like a like a sword fight. I feel like that's that'd be a little weird. That's not his in his wheelhouse mm-hmm. per se. Well, we'll see. Because uh, I I like a certain kind of uh, you know fantasy action that kind of film, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We don't know what he's gonna do because there's so many different ways that you can take an Arthur story, a King mm-hmm. Arthur story. There is. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But I'd love, I'd love to watch a sequel to Man, of, Man from Uncle. Yep, uh, the cast is is really great. I'd love to see them all come back to, back together. Yeah, it doesn't have to be Guy Ritchie, but they really need the three leads. Yes. Yeah, and like if they can't get Alicia Vikander, just stop. Yep. Just don't. don't or Army Hammer, or Henry Cavill, or mm. their commander. Yeah. Well, Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Good stuff. Spoilers. Uh, not even. It's in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. In the trailer. He's not having a he very says, special day. We're going to call your uncle. <laughs> You're not having a very special day, are you? Uh-huh. Uh, so if you stick around to the end of the episode, we'll give uh, our discussion where we'll break down even more thoughts. Break it all down. On the film. Uh, but for now, I think we'd just say, go see it. Go see it. Let's talk about what's new in theaters. Oh, tell me. As tell I, me, please. As I try and desperately open up the do thing. Do you want me to I do it? Closed. Since, yeah, do it. Since your internet special today. When I also closed it by accident. Sinister 2, American Ultra, Hitman Agent 47, Grandma, Digging for Fire, probably limited release, and She's Funny That Way. Is this a limited release? Maybe. Maybe. I think I they know, moved the release date of, of it around. I don't think it was supposed to come out um, this week. Originally. Originally? Mm-hmm. Because mm. I remember hearing about it at the beginning of this year. Huh. Uh, but before we get to guess the ending. What are we doing? What? What? Before we get to guess the ending, let's give out some thanks. Oh, the thanks. That's the thing we do. Oh, yeah. Where we say thanks to Silent Partner for their song, Sophomore, Sophomore Makeout. Makeout. Which yeah. is our theme song. It's a good one. We got that from the YouTube audio library. Yeah, you should go there. It's a great resource for creators of things. To do stuff. Our logo was made by Justin Kizon. You can find his writings and more at agentsofguard.com. Ooh. Agents of Guard. It's a website where you can read about cool nerdy things that you like. All the nerdy things. Uh, Justin O's writes uh, a thing about what's coming out new in theaters that week. Um, they have another writer there who writes about comic books. Uh, whenever Benson feels like writing about wrestling, goes up there. Nice. Uh, you know, it's a lot of good stuff. I used to write Got Ham. Got Ham. That, that dropped out because I couldn't get that ham anymore. It was too much. It was too much? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched Gotham in a long time. Oh, I'm up to date. I know you are, but what am I? I don't know. <laughs> probably uh, happier. What? Happier? Oh, probably happier. Yeah. It's just as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Less Gotham in my life. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you like podcasts, you should check out Shut Up Leonard. Ooh. It's a podcast I do with Matt Benson, where we talk about the TV show Community. Uh, you can find that at shutupleonard.com or on Twitter at shutuplenpod. Another podcast that I do, it's called Pick Your Path. It's a choose-your-own-adventure-style uh, podcast, right? That's what I'm saying. Hmm. It's an enhanced podcast, which means that it has chapters. So much like the choose-your-own-adventure stories of old, as you listen to this story, uh-huh. this fully written out story, you will get a choice at the end of a chapter, and then you go to one of those other chapters to continue your pathway, c- continue your story. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, is there someone named Sanders in one of these stories? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to brag, but uh, mm-hmm. in my uh, first story, which was the second episode uh, called You Are an Agent of Crash. Crash. The head of that, uh, the head of Crash is called Sanders. Ooh. And uh, the head of the American spy agency in Man from Uncle is also named Sanders. So I think it's a CIA I'm gonna, in the movie. I'm going to have to go get him. Ooh. Yeah, yeah Crash is also an offshoot Jeez. of CIA. So, yep. Ooh. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Is it like CIA uh, combined with Thrush? No. To make no, 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 Crash? No, no, no. Did I say what Crash? Oh, yeah, I know what Crash stands for. Citizens recruited against uh, spy hunters. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds fancy, right? Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Anyway, uh, go check that out. Pick your path. The newest episode is actually one that Matt Benson himself wrote Ooh. called Trapped on Channel 2. Nice. Uh, where That you, sounds like a movie from the 80s. Yeah. It, well, it takes place in 1999, uh, and you get sucked into a TV show. Which one? 
you get to pick. That's part of the fun. That's why it's uh, called Pick Your Path. Uh, anyway, go check that out. Uh, BenViewNetwork.com slash PYP. And I believe the, the we have a new Twitter feed for it. It's at PickYourPod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone, trust me, on the most recent Popsicles, uh, I was like, Derek, oh, excuse me. Derek said, is that like stay tuned? Yeah. And Benson was like, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he forgot that's what it was called. Yep. Anyway, it's a, it's a good story. Yeah. I like it. Uh, we're coming, it's coming quickly to a close. We've got my story next month and then, uh, David's and then, and then that's season one done wrapped nice. up. Uh, that's cool. But it's, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're just finding out about it, you got four quality stories to go listen to. Uh, to pick your path through. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If Tom was here, uh, he'd tell you about Optograd.org. Optograd.org. I'm having trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Opt- I'm sorry. I bit my tongue like really badly on Saturday. And I oh, think I still have still, not recovered. Yeah, it takes a while. Uh, yeah, I thought I was going to die. Like I was like, I think. <laughs> That's how bad you bit it? <laughs> I was like, I think I pierced my tongue. Oh, no. I don't know. You might as well I, put, a, put a ring through it. That's what something. happens when you don't eat for like 14 hours. And then you just voraciously tear through the food. I take a bite into a sandwich. I'm like, oh, this is so good. I just like, I got to eat everything in my mouth. (laughs) Do you not do that? No. I bite my tongue like so much because I I don't eat and then I eat and I'm so excited to eat. We have a different body type. I feel (laughs) like I can go probably a couple days. Without eating? Or weeks without eating. Without eating at all? Uh, I'd be hungry, but I think I could do it. Uh. Because I had to fast for like one of my surgeries. Mm. That was fine. Hmm. That was it. Like, what was that? Twelve th- hours? Or I like thought. A day? No, no. It was a whole twenty-four hour period. Okay. And then the next day, you know, I had my surgery. So, mm. um, it was not hard at all. <laughs> I was really surprised. Well, I don't know. I th- I don't think it would be too hard for me. I just think I was just very excited to eat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Basically, and I'm saying I'm built for hibernation. But what when, and what I'm saying is that I forget that you're supposed to chew twenty-seven times before you swallow. Yeah. 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 To not hurt your sauce. Because I chew like three and then I go, good. Mm, so you eat just like my dog. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> constantly going, because <laughs> <laughs> he's too excited. Uh, all right. Well, I was trying to talk about Tom and optograb.org. Well, he wrote something, didn't he, about, you brought it up earlier. I brought it up earlier. He wrote yeah. that he was mad that Guy Ritchie's not making yeah. the real Rock and Rolla, he which is what the it. sequel would be called yeah. to Rock and Rolla. Um. Yeah, I think that's the problem with a lot of directors, though. I don't know. Maybe he gets into. I didn't read that article. I feel bad. Uh, you know, well, it was one of those Facebook things where go, I was just scrolling. Go check it out if you like Guy Ritchie films. Yeah, because because uh, Tom is a fan. Yes, but he wants to see the sequel to Rock and Roll. I think we all do. Which is what was promised by Guy Ritchie. Yeah, at the very end of that film, it's like, oh, but, stay tuned. <laughs> but I think that's kind of like a that's a weird director thing. Like, uh, what's his name? Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, but I don't like whenever trust. people ask him about films, he's like, "Yeah, I'm making it," and it's like, "No, no." Like he's got one thing lined up. And well, he's he's the type of guy I can tell who just has so many things on his plate, mm-hmm. and he's got his fingers in everything. Yeah, that he just puts them out as they're ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and Tom writes short stories. Uh, you can find them on his website or through Amazon or Smashwords. Right. Or uh, is Amazon Kindle now? Yeah, that's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, that's yeah they own it. Nook, I think he's on Nook. Nook is on Tom's Barnes everywhere. and Noble. He's everywhere. Yeah. He's always writing, too. He's not... He's he's building up his library of short stories that are available. It's good stuff. Nice. Jordan? Um, I'm streaming on Saturday uh, for Gamer Salt Weekly over on their Twitch channel. Uh, last week, I actually had to bow out because I wasn't feeling good. My throat was a little sore, and I didn't want to talk for two hours and make it worse. Um, 
so I had a friend of mine. She was streaming anyway, so I just hosted her channel. So you got to see some... Uh, I think she was playing Resident Evil. Um, this weekend, I'm going to be playing more of New Vegas and getting through that as much as possible. I'm going to try and get through a couple you know, side missions that were annoying and long and be boring to watch. But uh, I Have plan you already on done the... Um the one with the the sniper and the dinosaur? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. Yep. No, I'm at Camp Golf right now. Yeah, I never finished, so you, you might be at a place where I didn't get to, or I'm, I just might not remember the name. I'm right before I get to the strip. Oh, then I must have gotten on my On my way to Boulder. Mm-hmm. But it was because I went all the way to the top right of the map, and there's a camp there that's like, we need help. So you got to go to all the other NCR camps mm. and enlist their help. And at mm-hmm. Camp Golf, the biggest one... It's just this crappy crew, and I don't have enough speech to like convince them to just be better soldiers. Is it DLC, or is it where there's a camp but you or a base that you can't get to unless you run through their mines? Like not mines, they shoot missiles. Like you have to. I had to actually look up how to get through this damn part where. Oh no, that's not. I think that's a part of the main story. I think that's like the main Legion camp. Yeah, because whatever skill you need to convince them not to blow you up, I did not have. So I mm-hmm. had to look up online like how to survive their onslaught. Mm-hmm. It's like timing. That's all yep. it is. Yep. Like I, w- I felt dumb because it was like I can't even figure out how to survive a, a, a bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. that. The games, <laughs> the movement in that game is ridiculous. Yeah. Like you're just, you're pretty much a, a walking robot that can be pushed over by anything. Mm-hmm. Like jumping up a rock is the hardest thing to do in that game. <laughs> That frustrates me so much in games yeah. when I'm like walking up an incline and then it just does that thing where it hits the part of the incline that you're not supposed to walk yeah, up. No, this is but too it looks high. Exactly the same. You're like, what? I and you're doing that dumb jump thing where you're kind of sliding uh, and jumping. Uh, 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 the yeah. slide jumps. Ugh. Games get better. <laughs> just I think. Beat. I think Fallout. I hope they'll fix that. Everything needs to be like. Uh, uh, I can't reference the newest one, but like Arkham City, where yeah. you can just shoot like a thing and go. Uh. Up a, up a wall. Arkham Knight's real good. Shut up. Hey. Who's in charge of that? I need to yell at them right it's now. It's real good. WB. WB, get your shit together. <laughs> Let me play it on a goddamn computer. Because Andrew needs to play it. I bought a new computer, and I can't play your goddamn game. Yeah, but let's be real. You bought it for Fallout. I bought it for everything, because I, I couldn't play anything. Okay. That's it. I'm that's, streaming. That's the problem with Steam. When you buy all your games on Steam, and then your computer dies, you're like, well... What now? Uh, I don't have a What's machine to play Steam on. Yep. Too bad they didn't invent that. They did. And it's, it's, not, it's, it's not good. probably not good, yeah, right? It's not good. Anyway, uh, I mean, I don't know if I was going to mention this, but I'll mention it. Um, for this uh, new semester, uh, I am the entertainment editor for the Long Beach Union Weekly. Oh, my goodness. Which is a magazine out of CSULB, right. Cal State Long Beach. And uh, you should go check that out. I believe it's just, yeah, lbunion.com. Yep. Our first issue will be out next week. Nice. Uh, so I'm just giving you a little warning. Uh, but yeah, that'll be fun. Go, go, go read. You can read it online. Uh, but if you're in the area, go pick one up. Yeah. That'd be great. Because I remember, I remember seeing them on campus and they're very well made and they're well written. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then with, with you helming the entertainment section, mm-hmm. it should be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to find out more about all the podcasts on the Benview Network, go to BenviewNetwork.com or on Twitter at Benview Network. Uh, and our personal website for Nerds I View is nevpodcast.com, but it's all part of the Benview Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us nevpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at nevpodcast. And my Twitter, at Podcaster Andrew. And I'm at True Valk. So now it's time for Guess the Ending. 
You'll never guess how it ends. I'm never going to step on your toes with that because you just do it so well. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to, once we get a soundboard back, I'll, I'll start doing weird stuff. I'll start getting crazy. I'm, you won't even know. I'm eagerly anticipating that. So this is the part where we guess how films coming out this weekend end. Uh, neither of us have chosen, I would say, big films. Nope. And Jordan, you're up first. Uh, for the record, we're going to review Sinister 2, uh, American Ultra, and Hitman 47 for next episode, no. right? Just no? W- just one of those. Just one of those? Yeah. Are you sure? All right, Sinister 2 then. No. No? No. Nope. Have you seen the first one? Nope. Uh, I couldn't even sit through commercials for the first uh, one. The first and one? the commercials for the second one are even scary. The I'm, first one? I'm such a wimp. Uh, I know right. I am. So the trailer for the second one came on before Straight Outta Compton. And I might have to leave the theater. There was a moment oh, no. where it did like... Because the first one does really interesting things with, like, people looking at pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, films and, like, yes, stuff happening in those. Yes, I oh, know. Oh, man. And something happens in the trailer, and everyone in the theater... I went and saw the movie today, right? Mm-hmm. We record on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And uh, so most people are at work. So it was the biggest theater that they had at the Long Beach Town Center. Mm-hmm. And it was just a smattering of people. You mm-hmm. know, groups here or there, a lot of people near the top. Um, where I was sitting and there was one part in the trailer where everyone in the theater jumped, like jumped at the same time. I hate it. And it was, and this was like a bare, like there was barely anybody in the theater. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, mean, I like, I, I do. And I don't want to watch this in the theaters because mm. it's just going to be incredible. <laughs> it's just going to be, I'm getting, sh- I'm kind of shivering a little bit. Just do think your, about it. Do your guess the ending. Come on. Oh yeah. That's what we're doing. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Okay. We're going to review American Ultra. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm doing Grandma, mm-hmm. which is... A You're doing Grandma? Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> man. Jordan, come on. <laughs> well, you know, grandma. hey, I'm single. I know she's on Tinder, but I'm please. on Tinder. I'm on OkCupid. I'm just... Look, I'm not disparaging anyone's life choices mm-hmm. and where they're at in life, but uh, I'm just trying to sp- spread love throughout you're the world. Into, you're into elder love? I'm into... Uh, just basically, I think go? I think so I think people should be happy and uh, fulfilled in life. And um, I'll t- let me. You know what? I like cookies. Let me tell you a thing <laughs> off air. That's kind of a downer. Okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> All right. We'll talk about it off air. We don't want to down give a downer to the podcast. Um, I, I'm not doing grandmas. <laughs> Just to put that out there. Like, I'm, I gotta clarify. I gotta clarify. Uh, not doing grandmas. <laughs> okay. That you know of. <laughs> Hey, I don't need that either. You've uh, seen 40-Year-Old Virgin. I have. She doesn't look like a grandma. No, she didn't. Mm. Directed by Paul Weitz. <laughs> Starring Lily Tomlin, uh, Julia Garner, uh, Marissa Gay Harden, and Judy Greer. You're on NPR. <laughs> uh, welcome to NPR. Self-described misanthrope, Elle Reed has her protective bubble burst when her 18-year-old granddaughter, Sage, shows up needing help. The two of them go on a day-long journey that causes Elle to come to terms with her past and Sage to confront her future. So this is going to be a downer Mm. because the reason why this happens is because um, Elle's daughter and Sage's mom uh, ends up getting breast cancer. Mm. And uh, Elle is actually a two-time cancer survivor. Mm. And she had... uh, I forget what the surgery term is called, but she had... Mastectomy. Yes, she had them removed. A double mastectomy? Yes. Whoa. And and it's something she doesn't really talk about. 
she ended up having plastic surgery and um she it's not something she shares with anybody and um she was hoping that her daughter wouldn't have it um but sage comes back and is like mom's in the hospital and she doesn't even tell l like why and they get there and it's just this avalanche for l of just like holy crap you know i went through this horrible thing i don't talk about it i it was so traumatic for me and now my daughter's going through it too and because it's hereditary like sage might have to you know now her lifestyle is going to change and it's really tough for her because uh her daughter like they caught it really late and if they caught it sooner, they would have been able to treat it. And it's because she kept it a secret. Mm. And because she didn't tell her daughter that she wasn't having regular screenings like she should have had. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's got to kind of come to terms with that she messed up big time as a parent. And um, and it, it's, it's this thing where because Elle never talked about it, she kind of ends up doing, like, a lot of the... Because the stuff had changed since it happened to her, so she kind of sits down with Sage and like, well, let's learn about this whole thing so you understand what's going to happen and we're going to be here for your mom. And it's about how they all kind of get closer because mm. everything that happened to her, like she hasn't seen her granddaughter since she was a baby. You know what I mean? So it's this whole coming together of the family because of this traumatic <laughs> event. Wow. Yeah, sorry. I got I got all... <coughs> got all... a downer. Yeah. I downered the episode, man. I'm sorry. Thanks. Please, uh, it's your responsibility. Bring it back up. I'm going to go Digging for Fire. I don't know if I can bring it up with this. Digging for Fire, directed by Joe Swanberg, starring Jake Johnson, Rosemary DeWitt, Orlando Bloom, and Brie Larson. Well, he's still making movies? Yeah, he's going to be in the new Pirates. I saw I just heard. I saw that. I don't know if it's true, but I'm happy. Me too. I'm fine. Because I want to hear about Davy Jones's Well, He should be a small role. He could could cameo and it'd be fine. But he's like Davy Jones now. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like he could, he could just show up for a scene. Jack he could, come Jack at the could end be like, to make sure. "I need some help," and I can only ask one person. And mm-hmm. then they cut to uh, Orlando Blue showing up with all of his. Uh, do you think they make him change? Nah, he'd not be squid. He could be because, something else, though. Well, no, I don't even think. I think enough time had passed that he wouldn't have changed yet. Well, but yeah, maybe that's he the would thing. Are start we going to start talking about the mechanics of being on Davy Jones' crew? Because once you are on his crew, you do start to change. You become more like a sea creature. Yeah, because even uh, Bootstrap Bill was like covered in barnacles. Yep. But and he had been dead, what, 18, 10 years maybe? Yeah. Ten to eighteen years. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the timelines of that. Yeah, movie. but the thing about the thing about Davy Jones though is, I think the transformation is different for him because he's not dead. Uh, that's true. He's he's survived. That's mm-hmm. that's the Davy Jones thing. Yeah, the anyway. captain is always someone who's alive. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. He's a, he's a near death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. Uh, digging for fire. The discovery of a bone and a gun send a husband and wife on separate adventures over the course of a weekend. Huh. So, um, I'm trying to decide how it should go. Okay the the husband finds the bone, the wife finds the gun. Ooh. Right. So they each, they have this clue and they kind of, um, the thing is the couple, they had been um, not communicating very well and they, they kind of think that the other one is having a secret something. And so when each of them finds these items, they, they go in separate directions to try and figure out what, what they mean because right. they're hidden in the house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have to really make excuses to each other. They just kind of go like, oh, I'll see you. Bye. <laughs> they go off on their weekend journeys. Yeah. 
and the wife finds out that the um, the the husband bought a gun um, because he was just he was you know uh, he the, she was trying to figure out where she bought where he bought it from maybe who knew what wh- you know where he bought it from so she goes on that adventure um, the husband he sees this bone and he recognizes it as a human bone oh and he it's like a leg bone right it's that classic classic looking bone so he takes it to a friend of his who he knows can uh, analyze it so they try and figure out maybe it's you know is it part of a missing person or something like mm-hmm. did his wife murder someone oh, like geez. what's going on um and kind of the end is like they f- they find out um neither one has anything to do with these items these are just like they bought this house and didn't explore all the crevices yeah and they just found so it turns out they had you know um, maybe helped solve an unsolved uh, missing person murder case. And they came at it and from the, two different directions. Yeah, because the, yeah, the gun had something to do with it, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say how. And in the end, it's like it's not like they're closer or anything. It's just like they 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 solved this this old murder case by accident together. Mm-hmm. And they're just they just it, the movie ends with like no real resolution of their marriage. It, but you can kind of tell. No, it's zero. Zero? Zero resolution. They didn't have a change in how they treat each other? Not or? really. Wow. Not even a little bit. That's a little sad. Do you not know this director? No. Oh, boy. His films are like, they're, they're, they're funny, but then they're like, they don't make a lot of sense. Oh. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I've seen like maybe two of his films, but I've heard like, there was another film that he did that was kind of anticipated, um, and it was like uh, about like two sisters having to like deal with each other after something. And then like part of the film is like one of them almost burns down the house that the other one lives in. Mm-hmm. And then like the resolution is just like, yeah, it's okay. We're, we're, you almost burned down that, but who, I mean, we're not going to talk about it. It's Christmas. The end. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Like his moves. Uh, he's, this is the guy who did, um, drinking buddies, oh. which I thought looked interesting. And then it just went all kinds of dumb directions. And then the end of it was like, yeah. So, um, we're not we're not a couple. The main the <laughs> like it's main, just like eh, so the, yeah. the main guy in this is also from Drinking Buddies, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's from New Girl too. I think he's the the Jake Johnson is actually funny. It's just he's good. He keeps being in these Joe Swanberg films. He was that really are not good, good in what? what was he in Jurassic World? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Loved him. Don't you think that shirt's insensitive? Uh, I got it on eBay, two hundred dollars. <laughs> I liked him in that. He was really I'll good. Give you that. All right, so now it's time to end the guessing. Because guess the ending is over. Oh, yay. Uh, if any of those endings are correct, let us know. Let us know what the real endings are. Yeah. We're, we're you know, we're open. Uh, yeah, because we're, we're reviewing Sinister 2 anyway, so we're not going to see any I'm of I'm probably movies. never going to see these two films we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> not they not even a little. Uh, I'll probably see... No. You know what? No. I mean, I'm a little interested in Digging for Fire, but with my knowledge of this director, I don't, I don't have a lot of high hopes. I'm probably going to see She's Funny That Way, and then... American Ultra Hitman and Sinister Two. Mm. I'll see all but one of those. You know which one. You're lucky I don't drag you. Answers to, on a postcard. You're lucky I don't drag you to uh, Fullerton Twenty for a nice, comfortable experience Ooh. with Sinister Two. That'd be the most uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll bring you a blanket. Oh uh, no, nope, nope. <laughs> bring me a, a knife. <laughs> knife. If anyone comes up behind me. <laughs> yeah, you'll be laying back too in that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. No, thank oh, you. Oh, that's a re- oh whoa. All right. I just had so, the image of seeing a horror movie while laying down. Ugh, the worst. Oh, man. All right. So come back next week for our review of American Ultra. 
Uh, and thanks if you listened to last week's episode, which right. was uh, our, our little bonus reviews because we, we had to take a week off. Uh, you know, if any of, if, if you want to hear any bonus reviews of any of the films coming out now or that came out in the past at some point, uh, you know, we might eventually start inta- integrating older films into our bonus reviews. Definitely. Uh, just, just for fun. Mm-hmm. You never know. Uh, but until next time, this has been episode 238. Right. We're getting up there. I don't know if we're going to do a special 250 thing. I'll figure it out. I'll do the math. Ooh. Uh, this has been episode 238. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. Stick around for the discussion. I'm just going to lay my head. We're drive your trigger. This is real good. No, it's just it's a show. <laughs> it's a good show. There. <laughs> Let's get all that nose, nose, all that noise. nose breath. Shout down our doctor will be good. It's like with food, but it's called nose feel. <laughs>
uh, that's a fun, you know, way for the two leads to really meet the the Russian and the American right. agents. Uh, and then when they meet again, and he's he's like uh, the Jared Harris, the American leader of the mm-hmm. spies or whatever. He's like he's like, oh, I've got news for you. And then they go into <laughs> they go into a restroom, mm-hmm. and he starts he uses the urinal, and then the Russian walks in, and then there's they're fighting. They destroy like all of the the, oh, the stalls. The stalls. And then the the Russian leader guy walks in, and then they're like, uh, "He says in Russian, don't don't kill, don't your, kill partner your partner on the first day." <laughs> yeah, and and there's this great point where Henry Cavill's like, "What does that mean?" And he goes, "Oh, he said don't kill your partner on the first day." He's like, "No, I understood. What does, what does it mean?" It's <laughs> a lot of fun. It's really good. Uh, and there's a couple of fight scenes in bathrooms in this movie, <sighs> which I'm telling. I gotta uh, I, I gotta make sure Benton knows, knows to watch this movie because. Yeah. <laughs> He'll enjoy all of this, um, but but yeah, and then there there, the the whole main plot of it is uh, Gabby's father worked with the Nazis to make like nuclear bombs or something, atomic mm-hmm. bombs. Yeah, and so now they're worried that this um, corporation, this weird Italian corporation, has pretty much captured him and isn't using him, forcing and, him to make more nuclear stuff. So they're going to her uncle, who works for that company as well. And you kind of like at first I didn't think anything of the uncle, but then in the when the reveal comes that the uncle is like this famous torturer, oh man! Like they 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 list off the other names of torturers that history thought you know like was thought was different people. Yeah, and it's like they're all they're all the same person. It's him, mm-hmm. and he has like he does this. He has this super weird scene which which feels out of place, but it's it fits because of the next beat in the scene. I think. Mm-hmm. where he's just being really creepy and he has a he has a, a scrapbook of all of his torture techniques um and he's got henry cavill there and he's gonna he's gonna electrocute him forever uh and then army hammer saves him and then they put him in the chair and he goes no you don't have to torture me <laughs> i know what torture does i'll yeah. tell you yeah. everything i'll yeah. give you up don't need all to do the names just yep. don't torture me <laughs> It's pretty great. He's like, I've tortured enough people that I know, like, I know just, how this works. I know how this works. Just let me tell you everything. Uh, and then they leave him alone and he dies. Oh, that is such a great scene. So, and then all that, all that, uh, uh, what's his name? Solo can say is, man, I left my jacket in there. I left my jacket in there. <laughs> it's, it's so, this movie's so funny. It's really And even funny. like with the reveals, it's just a lot of, a lot of double turns. And then when they find out that Gabby's played them, Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh that was a note that you had that I didn't even look at the notes oh I might have hit the wrong button oh. do you want me to tell you the notes yeah tell me the notes you had a note and I had a note relating to your notes the, the your your last note my very last note uh, com- comedic timing and editing mm-hmm. yeah which which I think was was good and important but then my my note that corresponds to your note remember when we did that the A team yeah do you, do you, did you ever watch the film the A team yeah. So do you remember in the A-Team, they did it a couple of times, and it's very similar in this film, where they would do something in the film, and uh-huh. then later on in the film, they'd, they'd, they'd do a flashback, and they'd go, oh, yeah, we did that thing, and then yeah. they'd show you that thing again, mm-hmm. and then you'd understand what it meant See, now? that feels like Guy Ritchie using his Sherlock, because there was a mm-hmm. lot of that in the Sherlock movies. I feel like it was better used in Sherlock. Yes. Because by the last time it that it happened... It doesn't really fit here. Well, it fit for a couple. I'd say, like, maybe two of the seven times they used yeah. it. The last time they used it in this film... I was it like, that was so weird. unnecessary. Because we literally flashed back to five seconds ago. Five we seconds We saw ago. everything that they said, and then right. we understood because they showed us this time, rather uh-huh. than the first time they just showed us and we and didn't I, understand it. And I feel like that scene would have been better, too, because when, uh, what's her name? Bad, bad girl. 
bad woman. Oh, Victoria? Victoria. When Victoria has um, Napoleon in her office, Mm -hmm. it would have been far more interesting if we'd already known that that uh, oh yeah, that, that she knew that she knew that that, that well I kind of that, that phone call I kind of guessed that was what that phone call was right so did I so because it makes sense it's more interesting for the audience though if yeah. we know that mm-hmm. and then that scene has more tension but I because we're like oh what's gonna happen now? I did kind of like when we didn't know what Gabby said but but uh, Ilya had to run yeah then like, just I, I like that but then, then, then just show that yeah I would have I it would have been nice to know like when he walks into that office that, that he's in trouble yeah. But either way, it's it's just like a silly thing that they kept doing where we would see like half of something and then a minute would go by and then they'd go, oh, let me show you the other half of that. Plus what we already showed you. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but that was like a very minor annoyance in the middle of like a lot of fun, especially because once they do in that final sequence uh, with the boats mm. and stuff, when they when he's like, yeah, so you you have one bomb and we have another and we have a just enough information to throw this bomb at you so you better jump out of that boat yeah and she's just like fuck boom uh-huh. like it's that's great yep. that's, that's a good that was a good solution and he okay. was the perfect guy to be on the phone because mm-hmm. he's the witty witty guy yeah uh and then you know f- finding out uh that gabby is also a double agent which right. I really didn't expect. No. At all. Not at all. Uh, even when she had that weird phone call that we didn't understand for like 20 minutes. And then they flash back to yeah, make sure like, you understood it. I was like, I don't know who she's talking to, but I know something's up now. But I didn't, I didn't even take it to the extent that she's a double agent. Like, it was so crazy. That's a, that's a good movie. Yeah. I like it when a movie can surprise you just a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, for some reason when I initially saw it, like, some of the audio stuff rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I felt... Like some of the sound was off, like hmm. a scene with the proper audio cues, a, a joke would land better. Mm-hmm. But on just thinking about the film since I watched it and then listening to other what other people have to say, I think that might just be me. Okay. But uh, but no, everything else I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm weird about don't, audio too. I need to remember, there's a theater that I keep going to and every time I go there, I notice there's an audio issue. I need to, I need to talk to them. <laughs> I need to pull someone aside. And go, hey, uh, um, your audio fucking sucks. Yeah, I think uh, you should do something. Should One of the theaters something. I saw a movie in this weekend, uh, the front right speaker on the wall oh, no. was like. <laughs> I was like, uh, you should have asked for some money back. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that for what was that Mission Impossible? I told you we should on the screen. I told you we should have, but. We got it at like one in the morning, and yeah. we were like, "Let's go complain." <laughs> Let's go complain. I want, my, I want my money back. Hey man, uh, give me a free ticket. We're the worst, right? Are we bad people? But see, we haven't done that yet. Mm-hmm. We keep talking about doing. Oh it. my god, I totally suppressed this from my memory, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I, could, I should have mentioned this during our review. There was a guy, an uh-huh. old older guy, who was having way too much fun at at the, my movie screening of The Man from Uncle. He was like shouting at the screen like whenever something i don't know if i don't want to be mean but i don't know if he was on the spectrum or something Uh but he was having like the time of his life to the point where he had to respond whenever the screen did something like he was he was shouting like damn oh shit or like um, i would have gotten my money back well eventually like more than halfway through finally someone was like shut up man like someone like told him to shut up and that still it worked for like a minute and then he was just right back at it and it got to the point where even where uh, Gabby saw her dad again for the first time. Like this guy shouted, "Daddy!" And I was like, "What the? What is this guy's deal? He's got to shout for everything." He, he and might have been drunk. What if, time did you see it? At? I don't know. Uh, it was kind of early-ish. What day? 
What was it? It was it was a four or three o'clock or something. On when what did day I see it? Friday. Oh yeah, he was drunk. Whatever. I think he was there with someone too. Like it was oh. it was so weird. Oh, no. And I think if 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 my memory is right, and if it, I think he stood up and clapped at the end, like stood up and clapped, like st- <laughs> like I like the film, but come on. Like I think this guy had seen one movie in the in the past thirty years, and this was it. Like so he was so excited. I don't know. Ugh, I wouldn't be. It was able to insane. It was I insane. Jeez. Oh, like at a certain point, he kept going, and I thought I need to like find this guy. So I, I, I wanted to like side eye him. Like I wanted to be like, if everyone stares at him hard enough, maybe he'll stop. And then someone finally said, "Shut up, man." But then that didn't work. No, for like a couple of minutes, he didn't. He didn't make a lot of, and then he did the daddy thing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I would have walked out of that theater and <laughs> been like, "Look, either you need to give me my money back, or you need to tell that guy in the theater to shut up because he won't weird. stop talking." It was weird, weird stuff. And I was glad I was going to sit in one place, and then I moved to get a little closer to the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think if I sat where I was going to sit, I would have been closer to him. Like I would have been somehow more Ooh. in earshot. Ooh. But no matter where you were in that theater, you heard him. It wasn't like I was sitting, you know, in his row. That he was like, "Sucks." He was loud. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. This is, we're in the discussion mode. And no, no, it's I all just good. remembered this because I literally, I must have repressed it from my brain. And yeah, you tried you to. You said a trigger word that made me go, oh, no. Yeah, because you wouldn't have been able to sleep at night mm-hmm. if you hadn't repressed I like, it. I got to find this guy. Uh, I don't know. A couple of things I just wanted to say was like, visually, this is just an amazing movie. Like what he does with colors and framing the camera and just like because of the 60s aesthetic, everything has these bright, vibrant colors. Like it's just... It's just a gorgeous film. Like mm. there were times where like it would just be uh I don't know the actress's name, the the one from Ex Machina. Uh Alicia Vikander. Yeah, so Vikander would be on screen mm. and she would just like it was during that last scene where they're on top of the roof. Oh yeah. And it just shows her and she like turns her head and she's got those glasses on and you just see like what is it, Paris in the background or something? Sure wherever they are yeah and it's just gorgeous mm-hmm. like that still would be something you'd like see in a 60th magazine mm-hmm. like it's just it's oh it's and there beautiful. was uh talk about like like fun camera work the in that opening scene where the um the the russian is going to shoot at the american uh-huh. the way that the camera is angled is matching the his hand and the gun right so like as we're we're seeing everything sideways and then we all come up you know seeing everything this like the way that you would normally be looking at things it's I mean, like a fun angle yeah he uses like he he splits up the the frames a lot mm. like with uh, a bunch of dividers but mm. then like elegantly like folds them back on themselves at the end mm-hmm. but they like there was a whole montage where they attack the island. Mm-hmm. That's this big action montage that would be just a long extended action scene, but he pairs it down to like the most interesting moments in all of these little, these yeah, cause little it's squares. like a team. It's yeah. like, it's not just the two main guys. It's yeah. like they get all this backup to come take out mm-hmm. most of everyone. And, and it's then just they, this badass. They scene. have to go do their, you know, personal mission. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. That's a good, that's a good time. And even their moment that they have in, uh, in the hotel room mm-hmm. when they're going to, when, oh, when they when their superiors say no kill him yeah well he said the russian superior calls and says uh uh where's you don't where's want to be the, shamed where's like the tape yeah you, you don't have the tape and he goes the no americans have there. the tape no the, the americans and he's they like have it. what and like he just he freaks out and mm-hmm. he's gonna kill him but then they kind of they they it's not i don't feel like it's settled like in a in a verbal way mm-hmm. in a sense because then he because he found the american he found the watch mm-hmm. solo found the watch that was stolen yep and so they kind of 
hash it out like oh, i guess we'll we'll call it even mm-hmm. but they don't i think nobody ends up with the tape right no they that's how it. we're supposed to is it really burning yeah. i thought it was just sitting i thought we no, were no, no, supposed no, no. to think it's burning but then you see it sitting next to the no burning. no no. they ripped all the tape out of oh, okay. it and that's what was burning oh. because electrical tape is very flammable mm-hmm. so they just ripped it all out put it in a pile and lit it on fire oh, okay. that's what i thought and then yeah. when i saw the tape i thought oh maybe that was a trick i don't know no nope. i knew that neither of them got the tape that's mm-hmm. what i understood that yeah uh, I thought, and then Uncle Hugh Grant the comes tape. up and goes, "Oh, all right, good idea." <laughs> and he says, "Oh, we're we're gonna keep you together." Yep, all three of you. And uh, here's you want to hear your code name? It's great. <laughs> Never heard it before, Uncle. Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of this word before, <laughs> Uncle. <laughs> it's not like a title of anything, like a film that you're watching. No, or uh, you know, it doesn't mean your uh, parent's brother or anything. Well, but right, but they got that name from the fact that it was Gabby's uncle that they were using. Yep. Like it's like this is such a weird way for a film to be. The film is a is like a prequel, an origin story to the TV show. Yep. That I don't I don't even think the TV show tried to pretend like it made sense that they were called Uncle. No. <laughs> they were just like, "Ah, oh, we need an acronym." Yeah. So, it's kind of great. Yeah. It's kind of great. Uh It's a good movie. And uh, yeah, go see it. Go see it. We already said that, but yep, you know, but we are going to say it uh, again. Uh, go watch really good soundtrack, gorgeous film. And and what were they wearing? What their what clothes? Were they? they were. W- w- you wouldn't describe them as as suited dudes, would you? Uh, these are good suited dudes. You don't need to be wary of these suited dudes. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.